Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit and welcome to our brand new series, Is It Bad For You? This is the series where we're going to look at a wide range of things in the health and fitness space and things that normally carry a bit of stigma. By the end, you'll know if it is indeed bad for you and unfortunately this series is not going to be that black and white and you'll probably hear us say the thing we say all the bloody time, it depends. In this first episode, we come in with probably one of the most controversial topics when it comes to our health, artificial sweeteners and energy drinks. In terms of artificial sweeteners, we focus on the big boy as part time, looking at what it is, the amount you can take according to various health organisations, what the actual science says on the effects it has on your body, including that scary C word, cancer. And we also look at the weight management side of things, exploring whether these sweeteners can actually cause you to gain weight. We then explore the world of stevia, a natural sweetener, and give our take on the whole, well, it's natural, so it must be better for me. Then energy drinks, they're pretty similar, right? You know, both chemically, artificial, all those buzzwords. And yes, a lot of them do contain artificial sweeteners, hence why we've put these two together. But what's different in an energy drink is that they contain an array of stimulants such as caffeine. So we take a look and see how much impact these have compared to something like, you know, a cup of coffee. And this does lead us to discuss something a listener sent in, Synthetic caffeine is made from urea and choloracetic acid rather than plants like natural caffeine. Uh, so the question really is, does that even matter? So yeah, it's a jam-packed episode for sure, but by the end, you'll be equipped with the knowledge to tackle the Facebook warriors of the world when it comes to this topic. So let's find out if artificial sweeteners and energy drinks are in fact bad for you. Good evening, Tom. Good evening. How are we doing? I'm oh, very well. Are you ready to start a brand new series? I am ready to start a brand new series. It's quite a spicy one as well, isn't it? It is quite a spicy one, yeah. We are yeah. starting brand new series. You probably heard in the intro, Is It Bad For You? Where we're going to explore a wide range of things, not just uh, nutrition-based. We're going to look at some sort of basically anything, anything in the health and fitness space. We're going to come to a conclusion whether or not it is, in fact, bad for you. And most of these things are stuff that's typically got a bit of a stigma around it and mm. that's kind of what we started with with today which is a bit of a bit of a punchy one which does normally yeah. get a bit of stick artificial sweeteners and mm. energy drinks because they are quite closely linked so it made sense and uh why a lot of people that assume that it is bad for you yes well i've done some polls tom and we are going to come on to those and you'll get an idea of which is, they're actually quite interesting we, we are going to go on to those until we discuss what else can be bad for you uh so in a fitness environment what else can be bad for you that's bringing a-, a gun into a gym don't well, do that's it. definitely bad for you. That, don't do it. Um, I personally can't see the benefits of doing it. I think the the risks far outweigh the reward. Uh, ah, note to light: if the squat racks are full and um, you need to get on a squat rack, what would you do? <laughs> Put out your gun and uh, yeah, so pick away. Right, I've just got to say this: for those who aren't aware, we are streaming us on Twitch at the, t- at the moment. Uh, Fern, if, you, if you're listening to this, how on earth do you put up with Tom as your PT? How, we have a it, gun. Yeah, because this is, I don't know how you do all that. I really don't. But uh, we'll and it's a branded on. We'll one on for there. the place I work at, <laughs> which we're not going to mention live because uh, obviously I will get the sack. But it's one of the gyms, isn't it? It's so yeah, uh, artificial sweeteners <laughs> and energy drinks. Yeah, we are. Um, I want to quickly make that uh, clear before we do go on. If you do have any concerns about your um, intake of artificial sweeteners when you drink so you find that you're somebody maybe quite sensitive to it um please go and see a doctor because for example um aspartame or however you want to pronounce it uh can be that there is there has been links to problems if you are quite sensitive so 
obviously what we're saying here is quite general and broad. So if you do feel like you are sensitive, please see a doctor before you start smashing fucking cans of Diet Coke. All right, just want to make that clear. Yeah. Yeah. But let's get back onto the episode now. That's just our, our way to disclaimer. quickly cover ourselves. Yeah. That's our like almost insurance disclaimer. So if you smash yeah. 20 cans of Diet Coke and then keel over, you can't um see the podcast. No, you can't. Before I go back on track, I need to confirm. Fern has replied. Um, apparently you are entertaining, Tom. That's nice. But apparently she's more crazy than you. So I yeah, I saw that. that and uh, yeah, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's not I've got to be careful with uh, what, what I say to Fern because uh, I've got her tomorrow morning. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've got to be very that. careful with what I say. Yeah, okay. Right, we'll get back on the episode then. So <laughs> I suppose we should start with, Tom, what are artificial sweeteners? So basically they are low calorie or calorie free um, ways of sweetening um, a beverage and they are chemical which is something we're going to come on to time and time again, is the fact that it is a chemical. And that is normally where the, the stigma the stigma comes from. It's normally yeah. associated with your, your diet of various drinks. So your diet Coke, your Coke Zero, or if we go to energy drinks, you've got Monster Ultra. That's where yeah. artificial sweeteners normally, and even things like squash as well, that's in there. It's basically a replacement for sugar and a flavour enhancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most common ones you're going to see are aspartame, which is one which has a lot of stigma around it. You've then got sucralose, however you pronounce that. And you've also got stevia, which is not an artificial sweetener, but it's kind of spoke about in the same conversation. So we are going to talk about it. It is a natural sweetener and it's important we talk about that because we're going to go down that whole appeal to, to nature thing as well. Aspartame. Aspartame, is that how you yeah. say it, is it? Aspartame. That's how I pronounce it, but we're probably bastardizing it like we do with everything else. Oh, to be fair, I think I said it right. Aspartame. Let's go with what you're saying. Bart- aspartame. Just, unless I've got to specifically reference that word, I'm just going to say artificial yeah. sweetener. <laughs> yeah, but there's more than one top. You can't just say, oh, that's a, it's a broad, it's an, it's an umbrella, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it might be as. as Aspar, oh fuck's sake! I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to say it. As, as, Aspartame. Yeah, we go for that. We go. For that. We yeah, let's go. Okay, so that's artificial. We'll move on. That's artificial sweetness. Okay, so if you weren't aware what they are, that is what they are. Okay, chemical substances which are used to sweeten drinks as opposed to sugar. You then got energy drinks. What are they? They're basically a means to boost your energy. They've either got sugar and other stimulants in, or there'll be the sugar-free variation, which has artificial sweeteners in, but will have mm. other stimulants such as caffeine, vitamins, and stuff, which we'll talk about obviously as we get. And to I don't know which one actually catches more flack. I mean, both of them kind of do. Well, I'll, I'll tell you when we get. We're actually saying that next topic is the is the polls we are going to dive into these polls yeah. so but bear in mind these are your viewers no you keep saying this tom this is the podcast instagram viewers. this is the podcast you instagram know. these are our viewers. they're not it's not my personal and instagram your lot your lot crossfitters etc oh, i think they'd be more lenient listen to me they'd be more the lenient podcast instagram you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> i know but i'm trying to quickly uh you know throw you off the scent there um i've i think uh crossfitters you know, would be more lenient towards energy drinks than artificial sweeteners, even though they go hand in hand. So let's see mm. if uh, your followers here we fucking go demonise uh, pre uh, energy drinks, artificial sweeteners. Right. Okay. So the poll I asked, do you think artificial sweeteners are bad for you? And the results were only eighteen percent said yes, and eighty two percent of people said no. I then asked, do you think energy drinks are bad for you? 54% of people said yes, and Ooh. 46% of people said no. So a lot more for energy drinks. But I did not specify mm. the... So I didn't say if it was like full-fat energy drink or 
you know, the sugar-free variation because it's obviously depending on that context, you think it is bad yeah. for you or not. But even then, even if it was full sugar, um, you know, I don't think it's any more dangerous than that. Well, no, tell a lie. There's a little bit more risk involved with an energy drink, but like a, just a sugary beverage in general is not inherently harm, harmful. Yeah, no, no, you mean. Yeah. But with energy drinks, obviously, as we're going to talk about later, it comes with a little bit more extra than sugar, you know. I'm now going to read some responses as well because I did ask people if you did say yes to either um, of those questions, why? Because I think it's interesting to know why, why people come to these conclusions. Um, Ryan sent a fantastic response there. He he, 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 came, he was very direct. He said to me, listen, two cans of Monster and a tube of Pringles at 6am is what fuels my yogurt body. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for that response, Ryan. <laughs> Pre- appreciate your honesty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's got a point there because I'm assuming with like uh, his job role, he's got to remain buoyant. But, oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. If, he, if he's listening, he, if he's listening, he will, he will get that. That's good. That's, that's good. That Actually, no, it should be the opposite of buoyant. You'd be, you'd be pretty shit at being a diver if uh, he was buoyant, I'm assuming. I thought you were, I thought you were referring to the meme of him, you know, the one where he's like blown up, <laughs> like blown up diver. And he's like, that meme and, yeah. uh, hopefully his permission, yeah. we can reshare that because, uh, yeah. that did tickle me. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's a shame I can't pull up now, but yeah, that, that is a, that is a good one. Uh, like the Michelin then, man. What, I then got one that literally just said, uh, as part time. That's literally all they put as their reason, which, you know, it's interesting. Well, we did say there is there is a stigma around it. We are going to come into, of course. And this one was really interesting. So they said synthetic caffeine is made from urea and cholerocetic acid rather than plants like natural caffeine. So they're 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 basically saying they think it's bad for you because energy drinks use <coughs> synthetic caffeine as opposed to that. We are going to talk about this later. Don't worry. Yeah. But I thought it was an interesting point that someone brought that up. It was a bit unusual. In which case, you know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to jump the gun. I'm going to wait. You're not going to jump. You're going to wait because we are. We're just we're just only mentioning these. We're not going to explore these until we give people more context. Uh, and then I got artificial sweeteners. Uh, to be fair, I eat them. And then they put more the idea that it's not natural. I prefer natural sweeteners. Now that's a really good uh, question. A good point. Sorry, because it is something that gets brought up a lot. Is the fact that is it, because something's natural, is it better than something that's artificial? And we are, of course, going to talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else put this is this is a really good one as well. Actually, I like this. They seem to be a crutch to alleviate bad sleep, nutrition, etc. And now I, I think there's a point I'm going to make later on about that. But yeah, I can I completely get that uh, that point. Energy drinks are usually extremely high in caffeine as well as other stimulant uh, other stimulants far above your RDI. That's true. They are high in other stimulants, but we are going to talk about why that's not necessarily a inherent problem by just drinking one someone put it would probably more be more healthy to drink acid um they said of course i have no evidence to prove that just they look fluorescent and nasty <laughs> that's a very visual that's a very visual opinion to have isn't it judging a book is, by its yeah. color or in this case a can of energy uh can of monster energy i do get what i mean though like just yeah normal mm. monster energy does uh it doesn't look very appealing to me it's like kryptonite well that's why the cans are opaque aren't they <laughs> you can't see yeah, what's inside because exactly. we did have you ever pulled it out though you actually pulled up like a cup or something well whenever i've had like a regular monster it's always been as like a <laughs> oh it makes me feel sick think about it but jaeger bombs bill you remember those oh, days yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you've ruined a plenty uh shirt or two with a jaeger bomb oh, you, still you? Got, you still got about that fucking one time where i threw it over sale <laughs> yeah like, that was years ago that a <laughs> normal person when you buy a drink to someone you hand it to them normally yourself he was like here here's your drink <laughs> cap yeah, on yeah. a shot glass across the club so. yeah right yeah but yeah no they do look a bit i get i get what they're saying fluorescent a bit nasty yeah but that was the that was part we are going to obviously go into more depth now and then i think we are going to track back on a couple of those points because they were really important but we are going to start with artificial sweeteners 
And the question is, are they inherently bad for you? All right? Because as the theme is going to be with this entire series, the poison is always in the dose. If you think, you know, we go back to the whole common one of water. If you have too much water, technically it's toxic by having too much of it. So anything you have too much of is potentially toxic. But we are looking at as if inherently bad for you, as in like small, you know, normal doses, is it going to cause you sort of any harm? Now, a lot of studies on artificial um, sweeteners are done on animals. And I understand why they've done that, because pumping people with extreme amounts of <laughs> chemicals <laughs> could potentially be problematic. But then we've be also... Unethical. <laughs> unethical, yeah, you could say. But then there's obviously the problem of, if we're just doing it on animals, can we... Know, can we can we relate the two? Can we say that because it's been yeah. done animal? I think you've got a paper you're going to go into in a bit, aren't you? That kind of highlights why it sometimes isn't good to do it just is on it animals. Tr- is it truly replicating the same effect it would have mm. on humans? Yeah, basically. yeah, I see. Uh, we are going to focus on the big one, um, aspartame, because that is the one that seems to get the most stick in terms of yeah. artificial sweeteners, and it is the one that's in a lot of commonly sold fizzy drinks, including energy drinks as well, and the one yes. that <laughs> and the one that Tom's drinking right now. Um, you know. It, it's the one that gets all the stigma of oh wait you know it rots your insides it causes cancer which is still gets still gets fucking thrown about on social media. Yeah, uh, we're not going to talk about su- uh, sucralose too much, but it is essentially very similar. The only difference is, to my knowledge, is that it can withstand higher heats, so it's used more in cooking, as well as you know Splenda. Yeah, that's not an American goes, thing, but yeah, that yeah. goes in coffee, doesn't it? Tea and coffee, which yeah. is why they use sucralose in them because it stands the heats better. Whereas as partame, I think it becomes. I don't want to say dangerous, but I, th- yeah. I think the reaction is not favourable if you put <laughs> if you put that in like a hot drink or bacon with it, for example. But yeah, there's basically there's like all different ones: aspartame, there's saturine. Um, saturine, mm. I remember getting. Oh, I remember heard it got. That's a bit really old, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, very old though. Mm. Um, I think they kind of phased that out a little bit in some places. But actually, I think there might have been some evidence to suggest that it had some negative effects mm. uh, on appetite, but it's I'd probably have, more I'd money. Have to mate. Go back probably, and find that. <laughs> it's yeah. probably it's cheaper to uh, to. Um, yeah. It's part time, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, you see these things every day. You see them in, yeah, like fizzy drinks. You see them when you go get a coffee and you get, or you go to the Greasy Spoon Cafe and they've got a uh, sweet and low little pink packets. Uh, in the UK, we've got things like Candorel, et cetera. Mm. Uh, so in powder form, in like cakes powder form, where it's like the little tablets that come out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you've got, uh, yeah, like stevia as well, which I know we're going to go a little bit more into later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you've got like liquid form as well, which to be fair is exactly the same as powder form, but it's already now as a liquid. So you're getting like sugar-free coffee syrups, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Got so you. pretty yeah, much got everywhere. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to start by looking at something from the European Food Safety Authority. Now, these are a pretty good authority in this space, but we are going to go and look at our own evidence afterwards because as reliable yeah. as a source is, sometimes it's not as reliable as you first thought. But this is what they say. <laughs> this is what they say. Yeah. This, is, yeah, well, this is what I think they say. You can't trust anyone these days, can you? But uh, we live in a society. Um, we do. What, what, we, what, what they said was, artificial sweeteners aren't harmful within daily limits. These limits are more than most people would have on one day. For aspartame, the daily limit is equal to 12 cans of diet pop. And that's basically what they said. Uh, and as I said before, FYI, these people are more educated than Karen on Facebook. So <laughs> they've... they've, they've They've come to that conclusion from looking at a lot of papers. Obviously, that statement, I'm not sure how up to date it is, but we are going to go through sort of the latest stuff we've found. But yeah, that is a pretty pretty clear clear statement. Yeah. You have to bear with me here though, guys, because we have looked at some uh, data to give you some, give you some, you know, a bit of support, not just one statement from some fucking random European authority. And one I've got here, yeah. which is I think is quite interesting. <laughs> European. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's not, let's not kick off, mate. It's, it's already kicking off and over there. <laughs> it's always kicking off. That's our other podcast. 
Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. We've got some papers here on headaches and allergic reactions where they, this is an interesting thing with these papers. They look to people who have self-reported they've actually had issues with aspartame. So they've maybe consumed products like Coke and they've said, oh, I'm getting headaches or I'm having reactions. So they've gone, right, fuck it, we'll test you a lot compared to a placebo. Because then that's when you really find out if it is, if you actually are legitimately having a reaction or if it's all just bullshit and it's in your head. And there was no significant difference between the two, basically. Mm. Between when they tested these people with aspartame and placebo. And I've got a really interesting one here on headaches, which what I found was um, the results were very typical of showing you how powerful placebo can be. So they were given 30 milligrams per kilo, right, of aspartame. Um, for context, that's quite a lot. A can of Diet Coke is 180. So in total, this is like, this is, this is roughly, up, it's well over like if you was drinking 10 cans of Diet Cola a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so they were given lo- they were given a lot of aspartame, yeah. and the incident rate of a headache after consuming aspartame was thirty five percent, and the incident rate of a headache after the placebo was forty five percent. So there was an increase in headaches. I mean, it was not they 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 said it was not significantly different, but it is ten percent difference. So <laughs> there is there is a difference. It was just interesting how more people reported a headache after having the placebo as opposed to aspartame, even though before the study they said aspartame was giving them headaches. Yeah, if that makes sense, which yeah. kind of shows you that the power of the of the placebo. We've then got some human clinical study. Fucking these, this is some uh, some big doses here. We've got some human clinical studies with daily doses of seventy five milligrams per kilo, which is fucking it's about it's about more than fifteen times the estimated daily average intake, uh, which is which is a lot. So it's a lot of yeah. fucking aspartame, basically. It is. And what we've got here is after 24 weeks, so put that into concept, they were having 75 milligrams per kilo a day, which is fucking a lot. As Tom said, with 30, you're having like 15 cans of Coke. I imagine how many cans of Coke this is, 30 potentially. They have 24 weeks, and there was not any significant changes um, in clinical measures or adverse effects. So basically, it didn't fuck them up. That's what I'm trying to say in layman's yeah. terms. And that's a long time to be having that amount of aspartame. Yeah. It's not just a simple case of, well, of, uh, you know, with, with a lot of these studies, it's not a simple case of like in one dose did it uh, trigger off any headaches, et cetera. Usually it's like over a certain time period. So when we, when you hear us say, oh, this is like something on the lines of over 10 cans, fucking 30 cans, whatever it is we're currently throwing out of our ass at the moment, mm. you know, it's over 10 cans of uh, soda pop. This is on a daily basis. You'd have to be drinking this amount on a daily basis, yeah. weekly, and still there's actually no effects compared to a placebo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, Tom, I see to mention something there, mate. I think someone called Ashley has just joined the chat, and unfortunately she missed the beginning, but she would have stuck up for me for your fucking Lord of the Rings antics at the start of the stream, mate, all right? Just let you know, yeah? I've got back up now, so keep your golem, keep your golem jokes under control. Right. No, listen. Obviously, it's going to sound really out of context. Yeah, out of with, context. Uh, now people are blown with just yeah. not uh, going onto the actual Spotify, so mm. onto the audio podcast. But your golem fetishes is your. Here we business. go again. No, 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 no. See, see she hasn't even got context to this. See, I've just gaslit you now because now you'd yeah. have to explain the context because now people are going to think you're a uh, golem nonce. No, you were suggesting, you asked about ASMR, I told you I watched it, and you suggested that I get off over listening to Gollum making these little noises. That's what you said. This is exactly what you said, Tom. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you gaslight someone. <laughs> Perfect. I made him actually explain for me. I made him actually go out of his way to explain why I called him a Gollum nonce. Now, you've just changed, you've just taken it to another level and called me a <laughs> Gollum nonce. That's, that's, that's even worse. <laughs> 
we'll go back to the actual episode now. Um, I've got Five people, witnesses. Something about fucking no adverse effects, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. Oh, then they also looked at uh, metabolic uh, outcomes. So that's probably going to be a big deal because one of the mm-hmm. big claims is that actually this, uh, there's all kinds of different claims here. One of the most common ones is that, oh, metabolically, artificial sweeteners trick your body into releasing insulin, etc. But yeah, there's loads of different metabolic claims. Mm-hmm. And they have, made, they have made it clear there's a lot of uh, heterogeneity in the studies, which if you're mm-hmm. not aware, that means variability. So lots of different variances in the doses. And the actual type, so not just the dope, the, the, some, some, some people were actually given Coke. That was their dose. They were given Diet Coke. And then some people were given capsules of aspartame. Uh, but, they, but they also found no significant difference in comparison to either control or they also compared it to sucrose, uh, sucralose, so another, another artificial mm. sweetener. And they found no significant difference between the, uh, between the three, which is, which is obviously a positive thing. Yeah. And it's also very common, if you are, if you were to bother to look at the the scientific literature on this, that they use doses way above what is normal. <laughs> so, up. as we said, a can of Coke, 180 milligrams. A lot of these people, a lot of these tests, sorry, are using what two to three thousand milligrams, dose wise, which yeah. is which is a lot uh, to put into someone in one go. I mean, look, everything we're kind of looking into at the moment, uh, especially with regards to like human studies, where it just shows there's no negative effects. Now, look, a lot of this scare monitoring, apart from the psychological as- aspects of having like a fear against chemicals, etc. Um, spoiler alert, everything's a chemical, including <laughs> the water you drink from uh, Peckham Springs. But um, yeah, like there there was a study, Donkey's Go, like early 2000s, 2005, something on those names. It's, uh, I want to say that author's name is It's something on those names. It sounded Italian. Uh, but like in this study, they did give artificial sweeteners to rats. And these rats mm. did develop uh, cancers. Yeah. Or it did show carcinogenic properties, etc. But the issue is, and you stop me because you've probably heard this before, to be honest with you, but once again. Well, the listeners haven't. <laughs> the dosages were ridiculous. Yeah. The doses were ridiculous of what they were giving these rats. This is like the equivalent of giving like a human on a daily basis a hammock full of artificial sweeteners. I don't know why I used hammock as a metric. Yeah, that's why would um, you? Why would you put? Yeah, I didn't. Okay, a, a, a barrel, t- maybe a barrel. I don't. Tony Montana's desk, the scene where he's got the big mountain of cocaine, you know, but it's artificial sweeteners. This on a daily basis. Yeah. Now, when it's actually put into like each can of Coke, this is a tiny little minute piece they are doing. Think about when you see those. Uh, once again, go back to like cafes and coffee shops when you peel open a little uh, sachet of sweetener, and it's like the salt guy in it, little sprinkle. <laughs> salt but what they were giving these rats were ridiculous amounts. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. So as long as you're not like yeah, consuming a barrel of artificial sweeteners a day, yeah, I, I, I think you're relatively safe. Yeah. That's kind of the the evidence on how to describe it, on just like normal health outcomes, basically. Like, yeah. if you're gonna, if it's gonna fuck you up, but we also have to talk about the things such as weight, right? People, because there are some actually pretty. On if you looked at them at first glance, they seem pretty solid. So I've got a 2017 systematic review and meta analysis of observational studies, and it finds that aspartame increases in BMI. There's a higher incidence of obesity and then there's, and also other diet-related uh, conditions. But what I need to sort of make clear, I need to read this out now because 
This is something I found which made a really good point on this study and why you can't just look at a face value and think, fucking hell, look at the size of this paper. They look at all these people they looked at. It's, you know, it's making people fat. And that is, it's important to note the limitations of observational studies which examine the association between an exposure such as uh, aspartame intake and an outcome such as body weight or a health condition and their inability to provide evidence of cause and effect. Observational studies are also at risk for demonstrating reverse causality in which the direction of cause and effect runs counter to what one might expect. A common example of this is a person changing their diet after being diagnosed with a health condition. The disease led to their dietary choices. The dietary choices did not lead to the disease. Additionally, observational studies are not randomized, so they cannot control for all the other exposures or factors that may be causing or influencing um, results. So the way I can... Because I'm aware that might sound like fucking absolute mad shit going on there. The way I'd simplify that is if you think about when people drink sugar-free drinks, yeah. Let's say they've been drink, they've gone, they've they used to drink loads of full fat coke, they're now drinking loads of diet coke. Psychologically, they may then think, oh, well, I've only been drinking diet coke all day. I've probably got some calories to, to have spare here. So they might think, oh, yeah. I'm gonna have a dessert now because I've just been drinking diet coke as opposed to normal coke. So all they've really done there is because they're drinking less, they think they can eat more, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's just a way to kind of lower your caloric intake. Mm. If you are nutritionally oblivious and um, you've been consuming your usual meals throughout the day, but on top of that, you usually on a daily basis you have, let's just say you're an absolute mad lad and you have three cans of, I knew you said full fat Coke then, and I hate that term. What, full fat Coke? I hate that term. Yeah, my, my My sister-in-law says that, full fat Coke. You show me anywhere on a can of Coke where it says how many grams of fat is in it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but I know it's, a common, no, no. it's a common term, mate. Stop being so I, pretentious. I know, Get I know I'm being pretentious, but oh, God, yeah. fucking normies. Oh, Not, oh, here we go. Disgusting people. Um, but no, like, honest to God, like, if you if you used to take that yeah. and then put them onto a calorie-controlled diet, but they still have their cans of Coke, but now it's three cans of Diet Coke a day, you know? I'd actually try and lower that, just you know, try and get water in, etc. But let's say they was now having three cans of Coke. Fucking hell, I've confused myself. Three cans of Diet Coke, but it's yeah. now lowered their caloric intake. Yeah, it's going to help. It's going to help if their goal is weight loss yeah. or for health outcomes, they need to drop weight pretty rapidly, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. I said with papers like that as well. Let's go back to that paper. Obviously, you said all that jargon to why it's an issue. And one thing that I want to pick up on that I said was about cause and effect, because it's an observational study, right? And they are basically just assuming that because they were consuming aspartame, that that was the reason they gained weight. Mm. Because it's not randomized, as it said, because it's not randomized, it wasn't yeah. taken into, into account other factors that come into play. For example, these people could have been having shit sleep all day, snap midnight snacking, consuming other foods that they weren't aware of. But just because they were having aspartame, they made mm. that link between, okay, there was increased BMI. But the real truth of it is, in terms of does aspartame help with things like losing weight, um, you know, with things like obesity, we do have data that consistently, and also I'm actually going to reinforce that, consistently shows that adding these artificial sweeteners into your diet can aid in weight loss. Yeah. And exactly for the reasons that Tom said, if you if you change from a drink that is packed full of sugar, which is calories, and then you change it for something that has minimal calories, it was n- literally nothing, then you technically reduce your calorie intake, which is then yeah. why potentially you're going to to lose weight because you've entered a calorie deficit you know it's got mm-hmm. it's nothing magical about the sweetener itself it's not going to reduce cravings etc 
And there is actually a paper on that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Where we go? Yeah, do low-calorie sweetened beverages help to control food cravings? And that was two experimental studies. That's Maloney et al. 2019. So, yeah, there's nothing inherently special in regards to uh, artificially sweetened beverages, like maybe possibly lowering your cravings, etc. I don't think it's the case. It's just that if you actually swap a full sugar beverage out for you know, a artificially sweetened one where it's now zero calorie, yeah. then yeah, you're loving your calories. So the funny, it's nothing to do like loving craving. There's there's also the, the crowd who says the opposite of what you're saying. Um, and they're saying that Increases. drinking diet drinks, it, yeah. it basically um, activates the pleasure pathways in your brain, which then makes you want to go for these more highly palatable foods such as, I don't know, just yeah. fucking say ice cream, for example, anything, anything that's like people like to eat a lot of. They say that, oh, I've drank a Diet Coke. It's made me want something more sweet, so I'm going to eat more of it. And there is actually some research, but it is on animal studies. Um, and it did demonstrate an increase in food intake after having you know, some of the, basically the appetite hormones. But what's really important is that when they try to replicate this in human studies, you can imagine my shock. There was no, they couldn't find anything. It didn't, yeah. it didn't replicate over into human studies. So... If someone says to you, oh, but it makes you fucking, you know, it makes you want to eat more junk food. That's not true. It's not been proven in any human studies to, to my knowledge. If you've got some studies, now, let me know. Um, but the ones we've seen, it's not. And they're all, of course, yeah. they're all going to be down in the show notes if you do want to get uh, balls deep into some. Uh, yeah. I some mean, reading. and if you did end up like craving over it, and I wouldn't necessarily, you know, blame um, it on particular yeah, artificial sweetness. Yeah. It just mm. could be that you generally have hedonistic cravings. You know, yeah, uh, we can't really continue Tom without mentioning the big one when it comes to aspartame, and that is cancer. Yeah, uh, you you already mentioned that paper earlier about the rats, uh, and we are, so we're going to cut to the chase this one. No, it does not cause. <laughs> they do not cause cancer. It, it, I think even if you got to like the limits of what's recommended, I don't even think then there's any evidence to say that it's going to inherently yeah. give you um, cancer. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, do you know what I want? I want to say that it's absolute madness that it's twenty twenty two. Well, it's like a wives' tale, isn't it? Yeah, but it's one of those things where, and now that you're working in like a civilian fitness area of work, you're going to kind of realize. To be fair, it's the same with the military as well, isn't it? Let's be honest, mate. You're going to realize just how oblivious people that ain't within like uh, the fitness industry, at least the evidence based side of it, how oblivious they actually are to recent evidence etc and if things do as like, like an old wives tale as you said if something keeps getting repeated long enough it becomes even harder to kind of uh, combat against and i think it just it's not even if we look at if you just think of the word chemical people just associate the word chemical yeah. with cancer they just I assume mean, that anything we... that's not natural is going to fuck yeah, you up yeah i mean i'm just going to creep i'm going to stress what i said earlier and that is <laughs> a chemical is not inherently harmful literally everything is a chemical the air you breathe is a chemical the water you drink from your tap is a chemical. The, that bottle water you drink, from fucking volcano springs or whatever it is, that's it's, it's all a chemical. You know, when people see like the chemical term for something, it can sound scary, but just because something sounds scary doesn't necessarily mean it is. Uh, who was it ages ago? Who someone did a re- as much as he fucking annoys me, um, Lane Norton or Bio Lane, as some people might know him as on social media. He actually, yeah, he actually I like him. I don't mind him, but he reminds me of one of those people that peaked in high school. <laughs> peaked in high school? Well, he seems well, to be doing right I, now, isn't he? He's doing right for himself. Yeah, he is doing really well. Um, yeah, so he didn't peak in high school then, did he? <laughs> he's peaked now. But, no, just, I don't know, he's he's just a bit cringe. Right. He's just a bit cringe. But no, no, other than that, he is relatively evidence-based, although he is a big Scott yeah. U-shill, you know, so straight away I've got a bias there. Um, yeah. But no, he did put up like a really good post ages ago, and it was just um, 
it was like a load of chemical terms that sounded super scary. And it was something along the lines of like, you know, would you eat something containing this? And then when you stood to the next slide, it was literally a banana. He just named, it just names the chemical terms for what you would find in a banana. Do you know what one of the scariest sounding chemical terms is for me? Oxidane. Can you imagine drinking Oxidane? Would you drink Oxidane? Would I drink it? Yeah. Well, I'm not scared of chemicals, so probably, yeah. Oxidane. What is... Okay. Google, tell me, what is Oxidane? <laughs> Oxidane is also known as water. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Water. water. Do you know what I mean? It sounds scary. But it's Yeah. You know, but that's the problem is people will look at the back of something like this. Uh, I'm holding up a can of Seven Up. Uh, of course, it's artificially flavored. Uh, yeah, acidity regulator, sodium citrate, citric acid. Who was it earlier on in the polls that was talking about acid? Yep, mm. acid, malic acid, aspartam. Uh, I can never pronounce this one, Bill. Acid, sulfame K. God, I'm not a nutritionist, so you know, <laughs> what? You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, sodium. Uh, Sodium benzo, it's all mm. sounding things, yeah, but yeah. It, it's no more scary than water. But if after hearing all of that, guys, you are still absolutely petrified of artificial sweeteners, I'm going to give you some current guidelines so you can make sure you are well within what is recommended. So the FDA, which is the American side of things, they recommend no more than 50 milligrams a kilo of body weight a day. And then yeah. the EFSA, so that was what I mentioned earlier, the European one, they recommend 40 milligrams per kilo. Oh, so a little bit a more minute. conservative. 50 milligrams a day? 50 per kilo. Per kilo? Yeah, 50 milligrams per so, kilo. So you know that uh, study I mentioned earlier with the rats? Yeah. They actually begun the study. This is the beginning dose. So this was the lowest <laughs> dose they gave the rats. It was 150 milligrams to per each kilo. rat. No, no, not, not, oh, not, not per oh, kilo. Oh, they just smashed milligrams. out 150 kilos. Yeah, how much do these uh, sorry, how much 150 they milligrams. They kind of weigh a lot, can they? Well, they didn't have a fucking three kilo rat. <laughs> if yeah. they did have a three kilo rat, that's terrifying. Yeah. That sounds like something you'd get in Warhammer. I don't know. So, we were, so what you're saying is they're way above. They're way above what the fucking thing was. Oh, yeah, the rats. Jesus were, yeah. Christ! Yeah, we said that above. most of the studies, the way they do do that. But um, I, I'll be honest with you, it's a pretty conservative number which they've actually given out uh, that most of us don't consume. And I'm going to put it into some context for you. So as we're over here in uh, the United Kingdom, I'm going to use the uh, EFSA, so the European one. For example, I'm 90 kilos. That means my daily intake is 3,600 milligrams. And to put that into context of Diet Coke, that is 19 cans of Diet Coke a day for me to hit the um, to hit the recommendation, which is a fucking savage amount. I mean, Easy. if I was drinking that many, if I'm drinking that many cans of Diet Coke, I need to get myself booked in with Tom and get some behaviour change going because that, that is fucking <laughs> that's mental, isn't it? I mean, my, my my method would be just to go. Have you have you tried? Uh, you know, stop. Have you just tried drinking the full the, the full fat? <laughs> <laughs> if I had 19 cans of that, you'd be fucking in shit state. Jesus Christ. But uh, do you know what, though? Um, even though that is pretty unlikely for most of us, I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, like some of the documentaries I've seen <laughs> in the States, yeah. I'm not going to say it's completely impossible. Well, maybe, well, maybe to Tom, do. that's why theirs is 50 milligrams per kilo as opposed to 40 milligrams per kilo. They've had yeah. to push it to the right a bit because they thought, fucking hell, these lot are taking uh, the piss I mean, maybe these uh, these rats in these studies, maybe they were from America, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? God knows. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that just hopefully that puts into context you to hit the recommended, or not the recommended, sorry, the, the 
the recommended like daily amount that you should be going to the top end of is, is pretty unlikely. And there was actually a paper here from 2007, which is obviously quite outdated now. But at that time, it said in people who report consuming aspartame, the estimated average intake was 4.9 milligrams per kilo a day. So that's way, 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 way below what the top end was from the FDA and the EFSA. So I hope now you appreciate that you lot out there drinking maybe even if you're having like three, four, five cans of fucking Coke Zero a day, you're there's nothing to worry about, really, yeah. at all. Yeah. Not, apart from your wallet, maybe, if you're spending lots of money on Coke, because it's not cheap. But <laughs> Before we move on to energy drinks, we are going to talk about um, Stevia, because we did say we were going to talk about that, and that is a natural sweetener, right? And if you listened to us before, you know we've mentioned a few times the whole appeal to nature fallacy, uh, and that is essentially when you assume something is good for you, or that it's not harmful because it is natural, right? Mm-hmm. It's not being made in a lab. I even saw one advert, Tom, this is a crack of this, that said, field or laboratory. When it's, when it's, they were trying to push stevia, mate. And they had a picture of, obviously, like, they had a picture of a lab with a toxic sign and then like artificial spinners and they had a picture of a leaf and it said stevia and then it said, yeah, field or uh, The old uh, classic uh, appeal to nature. Yeah, so it's like, for fuck. And that's literally what it is. And what's more interesting, so this is an interesting piece, Tom, People who thought, you know, stevia is amazing. In 1991, stevia was actually banned in the US due to early studies suggesting that the sweetener may cause cancer. Fucking, there we go, cancer again. And then a follow-up study refuted that initial study in 1995. Um, And then it was only until uh, 2008 it was actually allowed to go mainstream. Stevia. So only from 2008 only was America, uh, in America, were you allowed to have stevia used as a sweetener. So that just shows you fucking like how I mean, worried they were about this substance. Have you, uh, I mean, have you ever used Stevia? Uh, yeah, it's very bitter. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, I'm not keen on it. I have mm. tried using it, mm. but yeah, I'm not. I think what that did highlight, what I've just said there about the, the how it was banned and it wasn't banned, is that it shows you how things can, can change quite quick. Like, for example, one minute something's going to give you cancer, the next minute it's not. I mean, obviously in this case it was four years, but mm. I think it's very, it shows you how science changes because even aspartame, Early, early. Obviously, that's been around longer. That was banned early on because they thought it was going to give you cancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, obviously, studies get more long-term. They start to realize, okay, actually, it probably wasn't aspartame which gave you cancer. It was fucking because you were doing this or you are in this environment, blah, blah, blah. blah. I've, I've, I've got to go back off track here because I, I keep going back to this rat study. And every time I look at it, <laughs> I find something new that gets right, even it, wilder. You, you've, got a fucking, you've got a fetish of rats now, haven't you? That's what... Right. So what, what do they recommend for humans? 50 milligrams... Okay, per kg of body weight, yeah. Well, forty for and for the European one. So let's just confirm milligrams, right? Yeah, milligrams per kilo. Brain tumors were also observed in two males and one female in a two grams per kg of body weight. Not milligrams. Wait, so we're two two grams. Two grams. Is that two (laughs) thousand milligrams? That's two thousand milligrams, isn't it? But don't worry, it goes up. Uh, and one male and one oh, female in the four gram body weight group. Jesus Christ! Well, how the fuck did they? I mean, technically, this is like the the, the sweetener is bigger at this point than the actual <laughs> yeah. rats themselves. Yeah, That's, how they they must be force feed them surely because that, that, this that, is that like sounds some, very well, impractical. You know, it's just like some really horrid ratatouille. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's a lot. But that, I mean, yeah, that yeah. just shows you the the levels they're going to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once again, as long as you're not having a hammock or barrels worth of, uh, if you're not having a um, a a courses worth of artificial sweet. What was if you and all these first you start off a hammock, then you went to fucking what was it Pablo Escobar just, or what was his fucking Scarface's desk? As long as you don't have have half a Zeppelin's worth of aspartame, <laughs> then you should be okay. 
I mean, it's not, Any metrics sorry, you want to throw out there, Bill? I mean, I personally just would have gone with Imperial or Metric, but you've decided to fucking... A cauldron's worth. One. A witch's cauldron's <laughs> worth. Uh, if you've got a cauldron out there, give it a go. Then you can, uh, you can buy out your own Aspartame. Yeah. If anyone else has any really good uh, units of measurements, uh, please let me know. If you're still with us, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go back on to... <laughs> we'll go back to Stevia. And uh, <laughs> on paper, basically, seriously, on paper, it doesn't appear harmful, right? So it's not like... The only issue we have with Stevia, maybe because it's not been uh, accepted for as long as we need more long-term studies on it. Mm. Because as you know, obviously things can change over years and years of consumption, which if you don't if you don't test for that long, then you're never going to know, are you? So that, that that's an issue. But so far on paper, Stevia seems okay. No more fucking safe or dangerous than aspartame. Yeah. As long as you're not having like a motorcycle sidecar's worth of <laughs> artificial sweetener, then you should be all right. Oh my God. Right. It took me ages to think of that one. Is that what you did? I was wondering, you were sitting there yeah. smiling the whole time I was saying I, that. I was, I was thinking, smiling because at first I was thinking, what about a car boot? No, I've already thought of a car boot, motorbike. I ain't done that. Yeah. But look, the, the lowdown on the artificial sweeteners is, look, in safe stevia human... Still, we're still on stevia, mate. We're still on stevia, yeah? Yeah, we're still on stevia, mate, yeah. Right. i tell you what, one thing I do want to say is that I do understand that certain artificial sweeteners might taste a bit bitter you know to some people uh for me I'm like, i seem to be fine with as aspartame stevia i'm not too keen on um there are some products out there that do taste like shit compared to the mm. sugar version i've got to admit well do you do you remember when um coke tried coca-cola life the green bottle yeah that's that when was, they, they was that stevia yes yeah, so they half the sugar intake and they put stevia in to match yeah. up the sweetness the whole um, idea was it was supposed to be natural yeah better for you they, they said it was yeah. fully natural because sugar's obviously natural so they had sugar yeah. they had about 17 grams of sugar as opposed to the 30 40 whatever and then they just put stevia in to match it up but yeah if you're obviously aware now you can't see it anymore because it did discontinue it it did discontinue and to be honest with you it did taste like absolute dog shit mm. um i tell you what though like i don't know if it's the same in like the us and uh, across the seas or any of the other countries that kind of listen to us but they have transitioned uh coke now over to coke zero so the way it used to be here was that the Coke Zero, which would be the artificial sweetened uh, version of it, it would just be a black can. And then yeah. the, I'm going to have to say it, Bill, the full fat version was a red can. God help me. Uh, but now they've actually transitioned it so that the red cans are actually now just artificially sweetened. And I, I haven't really seen much resistance against that. Um, well, they're not. It's because you have to pay more for it now, isn't it? Do you? Oh, you've yeah, got, you got the sugar tax, tax yeah, sugar tax yeah. Yeah, in the UK, so oh. it's much more expensive to buy the full fat one, which is probably why they're not pushing it as much. Society, yeah, we, live society, yeah. we live in one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I should probably tell you the recommended dose actually of stevia because yeah. it gives some context. So it's actually only four milligrams per kilo, but I believe it is actually sweeter than aspartame. So you don't need as much yeah. to have the same effect. Okay, so Jesus, yeah, yeah. Um, so once again, for me, if I say if I was ninety kilos, that'd be only three hundred and sixty milligrams of stevia, which is not a lot. I've actually struggled. I've done a few families, but I actually struggled to find numbers of like the actual amount of stevia in drinks because there's a drink called Zevia. Funny that they just play on words, yeah. obviously. But they, I couldn't see anywhere how much actually stevia they put in their drinks. Yeah, I couldn't find much. Um, I don't know if it's because it's more of a new thing, and I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you still like to know. You just like that. It's remembered. There was someone made a really good point on this: is that a lot of drinks that put stevia in, you're not just getting stevia. They use a lot of alcohol sweetness as well. You know the alcohol sugars. Yeah. 
like what's that one beginning of X or something? You see it in Xylitol, Shroom, don't you? Yeah, whatever. Like so they, they, yeah. they pack it, they pack it out of that as well. Xylitol. So when you actually look at when you look at the ingredients, you'll realise that stevia is obviously there, but then like the second most biggest ingredient is one of those other ones. That is pretty much um artificial sweeteners. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so I really I suppose really should answer that question, should we, Tom? As part of the new series, is it bad for you? Are artificials inherently bad for you? No. No. Not Unless really. you're having, as Tom so lovely put it. Fuck you, you just one? reminded me actually. Oh god, here one we go. thing that as um <laughs> funny enough, I actually meant to send you a message about this before the podcast. It's gonna be a surprise for you as well. But right, basically, in the past couple of years, there has been a lot of talk about well, what about artificial sweeteners affecting the gut biome? Oh, okay, the yeah, yeah, biome. Mm-hmm. At the, I, I don't know, the past it seems the past four, three or four years or so. This is like the new thing. Everything the affects the gut now. We spoke, did you remember we spoke about it, didn't we? Probiotics and prebiotics and all yeah. the fucking yogurts yeah. and shit. And, yeah, yeah. But this is the new fear for artificial yeah. sweeteners now. Well, we don't quite know yet what uh, artificial sweeteners do on the on the gut biome. We do have, I do, I say we, we have some uh, short-term uh, studies on how artificial sweeteners affect the gut biome. Okay. <laughs> Right, but yeah, there was one paper from Pamela Thompson, and this is from 2019. So yeah, it's quite recent. Oh, 2019, pre-COVID bill, remember that? Yeah, the start of things the, were looking yeah. up, weren't they? Yeah. Short-term impact of sucralose consumption on the metabolic response and muck, muck, gut microbiome of healthy adults. And I'll just skip to the conclusion here. It was only done for seven days, but it did say. In conclusion, consumption of high doses of sucralose for seven days does not alter glycemic control, insulin resistance, or gut microbiome in healthy individuals. Mm-hmm. However, it highlights the need to address individual responses to glucose uh, sucralose, in which case, fair enough. There was another. There was a second one as well. This one was for two weeks. So once again, I'm stressing that these are short-term, you know, short-term studies. And when we speak nutrition, we it's more preferable to see long-term because obviously if we're micro-dosing, it takes a long time for things to kind of get into action, so to speak. But this paper is from Ahmad and this is from 2020. The effects of non-nutritive artificial sweeteners, aspartame and sucralose on the gut microbiome in healthy adults. And they basically concluded, the findings suggest that daily repeated consumption of pure aspartame or sucralose in doses reflective of typical high consumption have minimal effect on gut microbiota composition yeah, okay. or FA production. I mean, anything I'd say on the gut stuff, just from like anecdotally, I'm sure people maybe listening will, will be able to appreciate this, is that because it's a fizzy drink, you do sometimes get a bit bloating. Yeah, it's gas. Because that's just, it's gas, isn't it? Exactly. So it... Like if you ask someone anecdotally, oh, do you think oh, do you just will really get like bloated after having loads of diet cans of diet coke? We are you probably fucking are going yeah. to. Like that's just that's just yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It, it gives you well, it just makes you feel bloated at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly, and when you're yeah. bloated, you tend to feel discomforted. But then you get, as you said, you get people latch onto this whole buzzword of gut microbiome. They go, oh, we've got a bit of a gut issue there. Oh, yeah. As part of as part teams, fucking your gut. You mean you need an activity yogurt to counter that? You know, it's. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'd feel more confident by seeing longer term studies that are, you know, yeah, longer than seven and fourteen days, and perhaps there are more out there that I'm not actually just aware of yet. But for now, it just seems that yeah, like artificial sweeteners are pretty chill. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Tom, before we move on, I think it's time to mention our Patreon. And more excitingly is that on this Twitch Twitch right now, we've got one of our brand new Patreons, Leon. So uh, cheers for joining us, mate. 
Um, if you want to join Leon over on Patreon with us, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. You're not going to say anything, Tomlin? No, I was just letting you... I was, waiting for you I was waiting for you to jump in, mate. I thought you were going to jump in. No, do you want me to jump in? Well, this is how professional we are over at Patreon that we can't even we can't even get over our plug together. We can't even get it co- coherent. Um, yeah, jo- join the Patreon because we really need the money for our official <laughs> you sweet prediction. You say this every time. We don't need the money. <laughs> we we are desperate for the money. We we are financially fucked. Mm. Yeah, all that money we spend on the yeah, what is it? Splendor, Candorville. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Candorville? I think it's too chalky. I've never had it, mate. Really? Yeah. Mine's with me then. Well, I was actually just going to tell people about all the fantastic benefits of joining our Patreon, like, you know, potential uh, Q&As, Discord server, the live feed. But if you want to just go down the whole route of, yeah, we need the money, yeah. we'll, we'll, leave it, we'll leave it there, Tom. We'll leave it there, mate. Um, one feature we are bringing is, so since I had my new boiler installed, we've actually got... Um, this. Oh, what's it, what's it called? Let me check my phone so I can see what it's called. It's called... It's where you can... Hive, where you can control your heat oh, yeah, and, and your yeah, lights, yeah. etc. cetera, yeah, from yeah. the hive. Um Every month, we will select a random uh, Patreon member to basically be in control of my uh, hive. You've said this now, mate. You can't. Leon's in the chat, mate. He's gonna fucking. He's gonna yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna go off. back on that because I don't want people thinking that they're gonna be flicking my light switch on and off at three can in the morning. I, can I like actually fucking go? Oh, do this. Here we go. Look, there you go, Tom. Look, I can bang. I can bang the Patreon oh, link in God the chat. For that. You've just posted a link. I thought you was gonna start flicking my light on and off. <laughs> yeah, no, I was supposed to. I thought you could turn my heating up. <laughs> yeah, so, in fact, um, the pressure has just dropped. <laughs> Is that you, the, uh, Leon? <laughs> yeah, Leon, Leon's gone rogue. <laughs> He's just fucking up your heating. Uh, but yeah, no, for the... Well, I just done that. Okay, yeah, so for the um, for the audio listeners, obviously you haven't seen that link I've just put on Twitch, but obviously if you're watching us on Twitch, then yeah, feel free to go check it out. If not, check out the show notes below the podcast and there'll be a link to our Patreon where you uh, feel free to, uh, to jump on. We'll move on to the next part of the show, Tom. And this is the one that got more stick on the yeah. uh, Instagram polls, and that is energy drinks. Now... We'll start with the ones that are packed with sugar because we obviously just spoke about those about artificial sweeteners. But energy drinks, there are ones out there which, if you even if you look at things like Monster, you've got the normal Monster packed full of sugar. Lucasade, for example, yeah. it's not got other stimulants, but it has got a lot of sugar in. Um, and smashing loads of that obviously isn't great. We know that having high consumption of sugar is not it's not good for your teeth. It's not good for your your weight control, um, and it's just not great for overall health. But if we're talking about energy drink, they're normally for people who are active. Let's be honest, like the way they're marketed. And if you haven't one after a hard workout, let's say for example you've done a morning, you've done a, a workout, Tom. Let's say you know around lunchtime, you're, you're absolutely yeah. done a, you see you've done the ski workout we did fucking years ago, and you're fragged. Having an energy drink with sugar in is probably quite good because you're getting the carbs all, yeah. you're getting carbs back on. You're 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 replenishing your glycogen stores. I I sometimes take a full sugar one as a pre-workout. Hmm. No, now beforehand, uh, and my typical one is usually it's the it's the Monster Ultra, the the fruit punch one, the pink one. Yeah, I got you. Oh, that yeah. is delicious. I um, can't. I think it's too sickly for me, mate. I'm not a fan. Not a one fan thing I might have to kind of argue against, though, is that they are. I, I know what you mean. A lot of energy drinks are marketed towards a lot of uh, fitness people. People are into mm. their fitness and exercise. And e-gamers, sorry, it, uh, gaming's well, the gaming. That's industry, exactly no? what yeah. I was going to go into. Mm. However, let's be honest. The <laughs> the industry for energy drinks do tend to prey on people who probably aren't as physically active. <laughs> I'll get you. Yeah. I mean this. Oh, what was it years ago? I think it's like a Call of Duty game or something. Call of Duty came out, and certain supermarkets were doing a deal where if you if you pre-ordered it and or you bought it at midnight, it was one of those like midnight launches they used to do. 
you'd get like a big case of six, eight, whatever it was, 10 Monster Energy drinks. These are the full sugar ones as well. Monster Energy drinks in this crate. Yeah, so I'm not, this was, I'm not they were doing this for children. This was children because even the promos, there was pictures of kids with them. Yeah, we'll talk about with, uh, with children yeah. later because that's, that's a bit more controversial. But topic. what I wanted but to yeah, just jump you... on was on. that it is marketed towards, which is a bit shitty as well, children. Yeah, no, yeah, I'll get you. The whole thing about the gaming stuff, I, I don't agree with the whole shit because we can, I can understand an athletic setting where carbs, carbs are important for performance. So having a bit of sugar maybe help. But apart from that, there's just no, no especially as we've, we've just spoke about artificial sweetness not really being a problem. Yeah. Why, why would you opt for? I mean, caffeine. Yeah. But yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, that's different. Yeah. But that's different. That's a different thing. Yeah. yeah. I suppose we should move on then. Cause I mean, I think we, I mean, if, if anyone watching on Twitch has got any more questions about the sugar variation, we can obviously go into it. But I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, they're, they're not the worst things in the world, but I wouldn't have too many of them simply because yeah. there's other stimulants in them we're going to talk about. And obviously, having loads of sugar isn't great for you. Anyway. And these things are normally, if you look at Monster Green, for example, the normal one, that's got like Oof. 50 grams of sugar in. Yeah, it's outrageous. That's a lot of sugar yeah, in it. And, and a lot of people don't even consider the the the, the, the caloric uh, content of these. It's just a drink to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is that, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, we'll move on though to uh, the ones that have not got sugar in. So we're looking at things like Monster Ultra, which I, I do like. I'm impartial to a nice oh, I do. can of Monster Ultra. Very, very tasty. They, mm, they do very. taste good. Um, and obviously, these are sweetened with artificial sweeteners. We don't need to beat the drum of that because we've just spent the last fucking what, half yeah. an hour ever talking about artificial sweeteners. <laughs> so you know that part of it's not um, not dangerous. There is actually before we do, I would, I would do want to talk about children because it is it's a bit of an issue. So yeah. When it comes to, when it comes to children and you're given in these because there are now in the UK for example there is um, is it 16 I want to say they 16. have that age limit hasn't always been there but it no, is there been now there. It's, it's there yeah. now yeah and uh, if you like, if you if you think now if you've got if you're listening you've got children giving your child a lot of caffeine and sugar is probably going to be a bad idea yeah, yeah just to confirm it's um, 16 years old yeah six years yeah, probably 16. a bad idea and. I think it's actually recommended, correct me if I'm wrong, that children are not to consume energy drinks of any type, sugar or no sugar, without parental consent. It's like that, not parental consent, sorry, without um, informed. This is important, informed. But so they need to, you need to, they basically need to understand the the issues that can come with it, basically, because these drinks are obviously high enough. And as we're going to talk about later, if you're habitually, if you're a habitual caffeine consumer. Yeah, the effects tend to be less, which means you can get away with having a bit more, and you can get away, and you, you probably don't have the the side effects as much. But if you're a child, the chances are you're not a habitual caffeine consumer. It's a sudden spike. That it's you're a sudden not spike. Ready for. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so needs to be careful. We need to have. They need to. Yeah. Need to have considerations for the for not only the sugar intake but the caffeine intake for for people who are potentially 100%. not fully developed yet. Um, but that's it. That's not in children. Um, so what else? Apart from artificial sweeteners, what else is making people think these are bad for you? Because we just go off the poll that I, I did on Instagram. Not many people thought artificial sweeteners were that bad for you, but they thought energy drinks inherently were bad for you. And I think a point I made earlier was a stimulant thing. Yeah. And that the main stimulant in an energy drink is uh, caffeine. caffeine, which is the, it's the thing that basically gets you going, isn't it? Now, we don't need to beat this drum too much either. I'm basically going to just point you into the direction of another podcast we did, and that was, you can find that at chatshitgetfit.com slash coffee. And that's where we spoke all about coffee and caffeine with one of our uh, sort of sponsors, Cannibal Coffee. Um, yeah. I don't want to plug that in a second, but um, as well, we kind of spoke about the the benefits of caffeine and how it can improve your performance alertness, all those fucking buzzwords, and why it's not inherently dangerous. Um, and 
the reason I think there's uproar with caffeine in um, an energy drink as opposed to coffee, for example, is because, as I mentioned earlier, it's green, it's shiny, it's chemical. Yeah. An energy drink doesn't look very safe, uh, almost, if you think. It almost looks like something you should put in your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And something I, mo- I, something I wrote down here, Tom, which is um, quite interesting, is that people will be fine with a massive cup of coffee, right, from Starbucks. You can get a regular drip yeah. coffee, a grande cup, which is a large cup, and that will have 330 milligrams of caffeine in, so a lot. But then they'll have uproar about a monster, which only has 180. Yeah, that is a, a really good point. Do you know what I mean? People will go, oh, you can't have that monster. That's packed full of caffeine. It's bad for you. But then I'll have a fucking massive coffee from Starbucks. Look, if we we look at the... So once again, people will find out about this if they go listen to our episode on coffee slash caffeine. But in regards to exercise performance, the recommended dose of caffeine is three to six milligrams per kilo of body weight. Now, for me, that's over 500 milligrams of caffeine. I could smash two monster ultras... And still not even hit that amount. I'll be fine. In fact, mm. I could smash a Monster Ultra. Knowing me, because I am, you know, adapted to caffeine, I could probably go and sleep like a baby afterwards. But it's not inherently dangerous. It's it's the dose. It is the dose. And some, and I'm going to say some, not all. <laughs> some energy drinks are not as high in caffeine as what people think. Not in mm-hmm. terms of like uh, for an adult, at least for children, it's different, as we kind of mentioned. But yeah, uh, well, like um, Red Red Bull, they've got a smaller can, <coughs> don't they? You get, I think you've got less yeah. in there just because of the inherent nature of the the size. So <laughs> cheeky sponsor, but you know, me and you, Bill, we drink Cannibal Coffee. We drink that as a pre workout. We drink that as a pre workout. Do, do you know what? Even pre workouts, some pre workouts, once double scooped, will be yeah, like maybe three hundred milligrams of caffeine. You know, mm. now that's still low in my in my opinion, but uh, 300 milligrams of caffeine. That's a, a Monster Ultra is only 180 in a big can yeah. as well. But I think it goes back to that whole thing of it's a chemically looking substance. It's got a stigma. People just assume that because it's all green and shiny that it's fucking inherently worse for you. Um, the caffeine, yeah. the caffeine is is worse for you. Uh, but this is where someone made a really good point earlier. So someone made a comment about the fact that yes energy drinks and things like Diet Coke, they do not have a natural form of caffeine. They have a synthetic form of caffeine, um, which is made by from urea and choleracetic acid rather than, you know, with like coffee, that's plant-based yeah. caffeine almost, okay? Um, and this just stems back to that whole nature thing again, doesn't it? The pill to yeah. nature that, okay, that's synthetic caffeine, that's natural caffeine, the synthetic one is, is worse for you because it's been made in a lab. Question is, is that the case? Just because something's lab-made uh, doesn't inherently mean it's, you know, going to be worse off or bad for you. Uh, I mean, look, I'll be honest, from the evidence I've seen, I've not really seen a major difference between synthetic caffeine and natural caffeine. You know the why, only Tom's major difference molecular- is an economic standpoint. Well, yeah, exactly, because if you look at them on a molecular level, they are literally identical. The yeah. only difference is the way they're yeah. sourced. Obviously, one's sourced from plants, one's sourced from a fucking lab. But apart from that, they're literally the same. And as you said, the reason that they actually do it is because money yeah. literally it is it is cheaper to get the synthetic version in bulk than it is to fucking naturally source it having to extract it having to get it sent over they can just next to their factory and just pump it out basically but once it you know uh enters your body it's pretty much doing the same thing yeah and it's there's, 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 on paper as tom said there's no adverse effects compared when they've compared the two together there's yeah. not been any anything that's stood out and gone fuck me you know natural is better i will play a little bit of devil's advocate here though tom 
And that is normally beverages containing natural caffeine tend to have other benefits as well. For example, coffee. Coffee yeah. has other, as we spoke about on that that episode at chatshigetfit.com slash coffee, coffee has other benefits yeah, as opposed to the ones from caffeine. Whereas a synthetic caffeine normally is in drinks like Diet Coke. There's not really any other benefits to Diet Coke apart from quenching your thirst. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? So I agree that the, the health benefits of, say, caffeine or coffee, let's just say coffee. Coffee mm. will outweigh the, the, the adverse risks. However, in context, this isn't us inherently saying that just because natural caffeine might have more benefits doesn't instantly mean that synthetic caffeine is harmful. It just means one has more benefits. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Exactly, exactly that. It's like it's like, like the same. I think I think we mentioned on the multivitamin episode how there was yeah. there's synthetic versions of vitamins which are not bad for you, but the natural version was more beneficial in terms of absorb better. Yeah. Just to clarify, just because something is more beneficial than uh, the previous option doesn't mean that that previous option is inherently harmful. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, I think it was Jess. Whoa! Who said that, uh, Someone's who fucking said that about with my hive. Did you see that? I did see that. Was that? Oh fuck. Was Fuck this, man. You might see me get uh, <laughs> murdered on, uh, on my Twitch. Someone swap. That's fucking Leon from Patreon, isn't it? Yeah, he's on me hive. Maybe one second. Uh, this is the awkward moment where I reveal that I'm actually in my pants. It's going to slide over. He's, he's, just, he's just left me to entertain Twitch. Brilliant. How's everyone doing? Everyone okay? Do, 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 do. Right, back in the room. You just left me. You just left me to deal with a live stream, Tom. I'm sorry, mate. I I I, <laughs> I I use my technical prowess to turn the light off and then back on again. Let's just get this back on track. So, um, I do want to make a make a point though. So we've spoke about caffeine, right? That that as a stimulant, energy drinks aren't just containing caffeine. They have got other stimulants in them as well, which is what people tend to. Well, they say it's packed full of stimulants because there's more. Um, and because of that, it's probably Fuck best that, you don't. That is scary you don't spend- shit. <laughs> sorry, mate. I'm just being haunted. What the fuck is going on? You joke. So you just caught. I've lost my throat. You were joking earlier about how you were going to get the hive things that Patreons can. Mate, that is. Oh my god! Fucking hell! Sorry, guys. One second. What is going on? I hope you've. Everyone's got epilepsy. Bear me one second. I'm going to have to go into another room. Leon, is that you, mate? Fucking kicking off. <sighs> okay. Bear with me. It's my light has just completely gone out. This is crazy, this. <sighs> oh, this is creepy. Look at this. This is grade A Twitch content This is what I people know. get to see when they join us live. You have enough. That has never happened before. It's more. It's, it's actually it's, quite scary. What makes it scary, mate, is the fact you mentioned it's a joke earlier about the whole high thing. I, I know. People have control of it. This joke has gone, uh, you know, a bit uh, far now. Oh, God, you yeah. probably can't see my bollocks. You're in shorts? Right. No, I'm in my pants. Well, good job we're near the end of the episode, isn't it? Right, have it. Oh, God, look. You've got my work trousers just thrown in the background. God help me. <laughs> yeah, Leon's right. This is the kind of habit you don't get on Spotify, yeah, 100%. No, you don't. Fuck me. That was actually right. fucking terrifying because it started strobing. <laughs> uh, so something else that's really important to note is that, yes, any drinks have got caffeine in, which is stimulant, but they've also got other stimulants, which sometimes people think is, is inherently bad for you. Things like B vitamins and stuff, which are uh, linked to energy boosting and stuff. Um, and the re- that is the reason why you could probably smash, you know, a drink if it just had caffeine in quite comfortably if you're a habitual caffeine consumer. Because it's got other stimulants in as well, it's probably best you don't smash three 
cans of monster in a row yeah because those stimulants are gonna get you fucking amped up and that's where you get the reports of that's people dying because of having sort of back-to-back monsters yeah. simply because the stimulants have just sent their heart well, you've overdosed fucking, you've overdosed you've exactly overdosed as we said before the poison's in the dose okay yeah it's not in this this is not inherently bad for you but at the end of the day it's still a stimulant it's yeah. still it's still doing something to your body so having too much of it in a short span of time is going to do something so yeah take it easy just don't go over the top yeah don't go crazy mm. don't go crazy right and i think i'm going to finish tom on this this lovely statement we spoke about off air and this is from if you've heard if you listened to us before you'll also know these people the issn so the international yep. society of sports nutrition these guys are pretty good when it comes society. to this is yeah they are a society right <laughs> when they come to uh, an international sort of, one so how many hang on how many studies did you say this this uh this looked at was it like 200 oh, but it was over 250 yeah like, i'm saying over 250 let me double check yes this was stacked full of science this this um 200 and oh no sorry 224 that's still a lot and i'll finish i'll finish this episode by reading this okay to give you some context on energy drinks so while energy drinks containing caffeine and other stimulants may have negative effects upon health and cardiac parameters in individuals with such pre-existing health conditions, the current evidence, although small, suggests that consumption... Hang on. Although small. I mean, 250 citations. It's not that small, is it? <laughs> fucking hell, what do you mean small? Anyway, right. Let me read that bit again because it fucking threw me off that did. Right, okay. Um, they do suggest that the consumption of energy drinks uh, are safe in healthy populations and similar to ingesting other foods and beverages containing caffeine. Mm. So I'll, I'll take a break there to give you some context. So what they're basically saying is, is that there may be negative effect if you've got a pre-existing condition, which is pretty common sense, right? If you've got a heart problem, consuming high amounts of caffeine is probably not a good idea. But if you're a healthy individual, they're saying that energy drinks are <coughs> no different than consuming coffee, for example. Okay, moving on to the next part of the statement. Finally, although it's estimated that only 1% of all dietary supplement adverse events are reported to the FDA, given the number of servings of these products that are consumed daily, the rate of adverse events appears low in the population of consumers. Nevertheless, it is acknowledged that additional short and long-term studies are needed to better determine any factors that increase the risk for adverse events. Additionally, since energy drinks often contain several nutrients that contain caffeine and or other stimulants, care should be taken to make sure that an excessive number of energy drinks are not consumed within a short period of time. So they've basically echoed what we've said. Don't have too many in a short space of time. Yeah. That's no I mean, like, bo- both of these topics back-to-back, energy drinks and uh, artificial sweeteners, yeah. it's, it comes down to the same conclusion, which is the toxicity depends on the dose. And chances are a can of monster isn't going to kill you unless you've got some kind of severe health, uh, you know, issue that you might not even know about. Yeah. Then, you know, it's, it's relatively safe. In terms of comparing the two, so if we are to stay on track with the whole is it bad for you series, are energy drinks bad for you? No, but as some said, the poison dosage. But if we're going to compare artificial sweeteners and energy drinks, you can obviously get away with consuming a lot more um, artificial sweeteners on a general basis. For example, we said, was it 19 cans of Diet Coke? Whereas with a monster energy drink, you probably can't have 19 cans of those, otherwise you will die. (laughs) Okay, just because of the amount of stimulants in it. But an energy drink is there for when you are in... I don't know, a state of fatigue, really, is how it should be consumed. So really, one's enough as a serving, and then you shouldn't really want to be having any more than that afterwards anyway. So, Yeah, unless you're going on like a mad one. What do you mean a mad one? Well, like a mad one. When, when you've been talking about energy drinks this whole time, have you just been thinking about them in uh, the context of uh, exercise performance? 
Yeah, what have you been talking about? Oh, I've been thinking about Jaeger bombs and all that's sorts. A good, you know what, actually? No, let's bring... Actually, you know, you joke aside, I think we should bring up... That's actually a really important point that we've not actually... I'm surprised we've not spoke about, is that the mixture Adding of... Adding with alcohol. Yeah, and with alcohol, because isn't it the whole fact of one's, like, trying to lower your fucking Social violence. Well, yeah. Isn't it the... They they counteract each other, so they're basically sending your heart into some fucking spasm. Well, like... <laughs> what does alcohol do? It makes you less alert. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got the caffeine. And what you've got the caffeine, caffeine for the is that, Yeah, yeah. So I think the technical, I, the scientific term is called spangling yourself. I don't think that's true. Yeah, spangling yourself. Look it up. I don't think, I don't think that's a scientific <laughs> term. Spangling Being yourself. Spangled. But, Subjects uh, were spangled. Yeah, probably on a night out in Hammersmith. I mean, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite <laughs> saying this because I have had like a Jaeger bomb uh, yeah. in the past. But you, you I have feel, also been spangled in the. Past. I have also been spangled. Uh, but yeah, I, it's probably not recommended to mix energy drinks or high caffeine drinks with alcohol consumption because of the effect it has on the heart. So that's that's probably it. Tell that. Anything else? That's yeah. all. And you cut out then when you said that, mate. Say again. Did I? What did I, what did I get to? Just after the spangle, literally ten seconds before what you just said. I literally just said, "Don't." Try to avoid consuming alcohol with caffeine. Oh yeah, no, agree. <laughs> yeah, literally, I don't say that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, cool. if you're um, going to do it, just do it moderately. <laughs> yeah, moderate. Yeah, I'm in moderation. Isn't it? So yeah, that is the first episode of "Is It Bad for You?" And both of these are not bad for you. No, unless not you have inherently bad for you. Not inherently bad. Yeah, I think we need to be. Yeah, play it thought, safe, Bill. Not yeah, inherently safe, bad yeah. for you. Not inherently bad for you. If you drink fucking thirty cans of diet coke a day, yeah, you're probably going to see some effects. Yeah. If you have five yeah. cans of Monster a day, you probably can have some effects. Yeah. Um, if you used to have like an inflatable beach balls worth oh God, here we go. of, uh, you know, aspartame, then, you know, it's probably not the best thing for your health. If you had like a bean bag worth of uh, saturine, yeah, probably not good for your health. Bill, you must have thought was some by now. I'm just letting you roll with it, mate. This is your, this is your, this is your fucking measuring system. If you had a Mordor full, of, oh, here we go. He's bringing uh, all the things back into it. <laughs> now I'm excited. Now I'm back in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Now okay, you're back then. in the room. Yeah. Now I'm back in the room. Oh, no, sorry. You like, yeah, you, you like your uh, ASMR, don't you? So everybody go Mordor. See, people that listen to this in the audio, they've got no context at I all. Know. They weren't here for the start my, of the Twitch stream. Uh, my, my cat's brushed against this microphone. Right, let's leave it here before I this fucking derails even more. Right. It's been a pleasure as always, uh, and we'll see you. The we'll pleasure is all mine. As always, thanks for listening. As you could probably tell, we were streaming this episode live via Twitch, and of course we had to cut out some of the chaos that just would not make sense unless you were with us live. So to that end, I'd employ you to head over to www.twitch.tv slash podcast, or it will also be listed down in the show notes, and make sure you hit that follow button, and then you can join us every Thursday night for some live chat shit get fit chaos. But of course, you can just wait until every Monday for that polished edited version across all major podcasts and platforms. We will see you next week, same time, same place, for a brand new episode. See you soon.